I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. At some point you've got indigestion and at some point you haven't. A cup of tea and a mince pie settling that down tremendously. It's not a mince pie. I mean, it's definitely a mince pie. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not a mince Why pie. Why is it not a mince pie? Because it does not pay shape of it. Why does that make it? It's got a lid. Oh, is it a fucking... Is a sandwich a fucking sandwich if it doesn't have a, two pieces of bread? Yes. No. If you had... Well, You're yeah, not sandwiching anything, are you? Well, no, but it's got something... Yeah, you are. Well, yeah, yeah that, it's a poor analogy. I'll tell you what you're trying to say. As long as it's got something to replace the bread, it's still a sandwich. If it's a piece of lettuce on one... If you're, le- if if you're it's, sandwiching... If it's bread, chicken, lettuce, is it a sandwich? If you're using the lettuce to sandwich it. Look at, the, look at that thing KFC are doing with the two... But it's not chicken. that... But it, but it, they're not saying that's a fucking sandwich, surely. What are they calling it? That's a double down. Yeah. But they're using chicken to replace the bread. But they're not saying it's a it's a chicken sandwich. Oh, no, you you brought this down. sandwich. It's a fucking you've ridiculous brought, thing. You've brought sandwich into this. <laughs> that's not a mince pie. I mean, I'm only just going, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going what it says on the box. Also, that you bought these mince pies. Um, anyway, hello, everyone. Welcome to <laughs> Red Men Radio. Uh, it is number 39 of the weekly-ish podcast. We're taking a little bit of a Christmas break, but now we're back and it's boss because we've got loads of stuff to discuss. We've got a kickoff question coming in a moment. Uh, we're going to be discussing some funny news, some not-so-funny news. Obviously, not not in that order, but John Flanagan and stuff around Virgil van Dijk. Um, some rumours about transfer signings. We're going to be discussing the Phil Coutinho situation and looking ahead to the derby a little bit as well. So, Chris, we've got a couple of good questions. If we've got time, we'll get through for some more of them at the end. But the kickoff question from Cy Ward says, did you give that ball back to the Burnley I didn't have the frigging ball, Paul. <laughs> I never once had the ball. I thought that I'd made that blindingly obvious. Clear. So, those of you who missed this, Chris went, well, you didn't go viral per se. You were you were present to a viral video. Uh, you were in, inside another Redman viral video where Toothless Burnley fan accused to, all scousers to, of to paraf- thieves. Just before we get into that, to paraphrase a friend of mine on Facebook, can we please stop calling videos that get watched on the internet viral videos? Because... Listen, it's a video that gets watched on the World Wide Web, so we're surprised when the video gets watched worldwide mm-hmm. on the internet. No, we shouldn't be. Why? Because that's what it's supposed to do. That's the idea of putting videos on the internet. But... Don't be, don't Balotelli this. <laughs> Celebrate when a video goes well. It I've did, gone sure, no, it, no, it did go like, well. I've got like 150,000 views. 169,000. Wow. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's gone better? Tom dropping his Big Mac 
Fourteen and a half thousand people have watched him drop in his Big Mac. I mean, comparatively speaking, um, that's decent. In fact, we we got a question regarding that. Pardon me, I'm eating a mince pie. If you haven't seen that, um, by the way, go and check out the Red Men TV Twitter at the Red Men TV. The question was from Don Sophia, who's so so so. F- did Tom end up getting a fresh Mackey's after he dropped his first one on the floor? I got to know. The answer is no. Did Tom eat it off the floor? The answer is I cannot give you that answer. I will only leave that open to speculation. I wasn't but there, just but I've a, heard it was yes. Just to give you a little hint on that, Tom was ridiculously hungover and it was New Year's. And it wasn't like it was outside he dropped it. I'm just going to leave the rest open well, to Well, hang on a minute. It, it, this floor has been with us... And it did start in multiple out, studios. And it, and it did start outside. This is second-hand um, astroturf flooring. So, listen, I'm not going. I'm not going. And that, before Tom hoovered it, I'm not sure when the last time he got hoovered was. Um, Maybe two years ago when we brought it in here. No, it's been hoovered since then. I think it's been hoovered twice since then. <laughs> I still don't know the answer as to when it was most recently hoovered. But anyway, so my yeah. favourite part about that entire video was you just sitting there at the end when he's hoovering, eating. Your Mackies. You didn't even. You weren't even looking at. I him. told him to Hoover up. That's why I said go get the Hoover. And he went and got the, got the Hoover. He threw a he threw a big bag on the studio floor. Yeah, that letter gets everywhere. Trust me. You cannot. That that is not that that unchecked aggression cannot go as such. I'm um, back to the I'm back to the ball thing, right? So I don't know. A lot of people don't really understand where that came from because a lot of people weren't there basically, mm-hmm. and you know everyone saw the ball going onto the stadium roof. That's not the ball that he was questioning. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was. I think it was maybe first half the ball went into the Liverpool end and didn't come back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was a goal well, kick a or corner. a corner, something like that. I can't remember what it, when it was. Right. So it will have been second half, but it was before. Maybe it was after our first goal, but before theirs. And the Liverpool Liverpool fans, I don't know, it got lost in the Liverpool fans is all I'll say. Um, later on in the game, when when they scored in the 18th minute, a ball went into their fan base near our end, whether it was a throw-in or a corner, I can't remember, and that ball never came back out. They robbed that ball. Right. Ours disappeared, they robbed it. Okay. But the ball that was in the Liverpool end got found and thrown back onto the pitch because Liverpool needed the ball and needed minutes and time to get a winner. So what we were effectively doing is the Liverpool away fans were saving a ball exactly. for when it was most needed. Exactly. Heroes. Heroes, and that's what happened. So if anybody robbed the ball during that game, it was the Burnley fans and not the Liverpool fans. The most pressing question out of all of this, Chris, was who robbed that fella's teeth? That was me. Time. You know, a young Chris would have robbed him of his teeth via the medium of your fist. Um, but as it was, I thought you were very, I thought you were very calm and very, um, very collected. And he was an, a massive bell. And if you haven't seen that video, go and check it out on Twitter. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to the news in brief. Then uh, we're going to start. I, 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 it's a hard one to get to get into, but it needs to be discussed. John Flanagan was in court uh, yesterday at the time of recording. He's admitted. Um, to assault. He was caught on CCTV just before Christmas yeah. on a on a Friday the twenty second, three twenty a.m. Duke Street, Liverpool. A drunken night out by all accounts, uh, and he's been caught kicking his missus. A, a, a prolonged, I think, assault. It was it was described by the judge. Um, Liverpool aren't going to release a statement on this. I think until sentencing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a, a few weeks, maybe that's until seventeenth of January, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of weeks at least, till we um, till we get a clear idea of what Liverpool's stance is going to be on this. I think, look, the, the overwhelming calls are for him to be sacked. Um, 
I'd done a video on this on on, my, on, on HTV yesterday. Just what, get your thoughts on it, Chris. Yeah. Um, my heart and my head both say sack him because, <laughs> listen, I don't know about how Liverpool's contracts work and all that type of stuff, but in businesses that I've worked in, you are liable to be sacked if you bring the business and the brand into disrepute. Yeah. And I think that's something that John Flanagan's done. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's one of those things. It's a different world, and it's hard to kind of appreciate it. it. Like if you're if you work in Tesco's and you get caught robbing something out of Sainsbury's in your Tesco uniform, they, that now you don't have an equipment. It's not like he walks down the street in his Liverpool kit, but he is a Liverpool. You know, he, well, it, he, his face is 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 the thing okay. that carries it. Even if it was the other way, let's say continue with your analogy a little bit. But a guy in a Tesco's uniform beats up somebody, and the newspapers will report that his Tesco employee beats up someone because they don't know his name, for yeah, example. Yeah. That is bringing the company and the brand into dispute. John Flanagan doesn't need to wear a uniform to do that. Yeah. He's John Flanagan. People know he is, especially in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, regardless, it's a bad knobhead thing to do. Yeah. Um, now I think the 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 case itself has said, listen, he's a 25-year-old male, he lives at home with his parents, um, he's never had anything like this in his past. People do make mistakes, and I am totally yeah. I am totally forgiving people a second chance on things, but when it comes to beating up a woman or beating up anybody, yeah. it's not really, it's not cool. Yeah, I know, I think it, it, it can... And he's got, old enough to know better. Well, exactly, and as I, I, I say, I, it's... I, it's it's a tough one because we've not seen the the context context enough should be that he's you know he's kicked his missus in public you know what I mean he's, that's that's probably realistically all the context that we need for this stuff um, uh, you know there will we we won't know the full ins and outs and maybe maybe we never will but I guess it'll become a bit more clear to like one sentence has happened again once we know what Liverpool do um, you'd like to hope that it's not. You know, it's not indicative of him, of a of a of a bigger problem. Like it's something that he's just a, a, had a horrendous bell end, and that's what he is. And maybe he's, he's done and this time he's been caught. Well, exactly. You know, we'll, we, again, it would be wrong of us to to to, to comment on so, on such a thing. Let's for his sake, let's just hope it's a it's a it is an isolated thing, and he's able to get us. It's not something that, that destroys his life, you know. Because yeah, exactly. Because I kind of said, I, I you know, someone said to me in the comments of of mine was about. I, I said, it, you know, it might be indicative of a, of a mental illness or whatever. So, well, just punching someone doesn't make you mentally ill. I said, yeah, but if you become, if you're natural, if you've never had a natural, if you drink and I'm fine, and you and you and you spend some time, loads of time with people, if you suddenly that becomes your response, that would be it. That would be an indicator of someone who's got a deeper rooted problem in the life because if you don't normally react to that and you and that's the way you're starting to react there might be there might be other issues again if there are you know we've we've met Flano a couple of times he always seemed like a very a very nice lad um we'll never know you know because you know he's not, not like he's gonna go hey all right lads good game of pro evo that anyone else kicked or, or attacked their, their spouses or wives lately oh no no you know it's not a, co- a to- topic of conversation that comes up but as I say he's, he's always seemed like a sound lad and um, let's let's hope he, he he gets any help that he that he actually needs. I just I've seen I've seen conflicting things about whether it it's Liverpool, it's on Liverpool to sack him when they stood by Luis Suarez who bit someone and racially abused someone and Roberto Firmino was caught drink driving. Like, you know what I mean? What's the line? What's the line on legality? What what is the what is the is it just because it's more of a social taboo? 
this kind of stuff. I don't, I, know. I don't know. And, and that's it. And I find these things very difficult to talk about, mainly because I don't like talking about things when I don't know the full ins and outs. Yeah. And without knowing the full ins and outs, I find it. I just find that incredibly difficult. But there's certainly a grey area. There's always a grey area in football. We've spoken about this many times. We as fans never know the full ins and outs, so we we base opinions off half truths and sometimes fabrications. It's sad, isn't it, though? That let, let's just take let's just take this. Let's put John Flanagan out, out of this and whatever. It is sad that there are people who would back because someone's a good footballer or whatever. Because this thing, I'm seeing loads of responses going, well, he's shit anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. Yeah. You know, it, and it, I do find it sad that people who are, and this is this is how like, the, like, and again, this is complete, aside from this, I'm not, don't draw any direct comparisons in the, in the, in the specific subject matter, but this is how like people in the BBC got away with all the kind of stuff they got away with for years is because celebrity kind of insulates you against stuff for some reason because once you're mega rich and powerful and you've got a total value to something people are more willing to to turn a blind eye and look the other way because business ends up coming before models this is this is where i truly believe that it shouldn't be down to the clubs i think that you know if you want to play in the Premier League or in any FA competition, there should be a guide to what you can and can't do. Yeah. Now, if you're accused of anything bad, you shouldn't be able to play in the Premier League. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be Liverpool's... The owner shouldn't be on Liverpool. There should be someone looking after the league and going, yeah. he's beat his wife, he's drunk drive, that's a no-no for us. Yeah. See you later, lads. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because... what you're asking for... Sorry, Paul, what yeah. you're asking is when the clubs are doing it, they are going to make business decisions for their brands and yeah. their football team which what you need really is an over an overriding uh, I've seen people I've, I've seen people saying that they just stick him on the transfer list because why should Liverpool have to pay for his indiscretion which is an interesting point in that regard it's like it's still the same argument it's still business is putting business first um, but it does make a it, or John Flanagan would have to, has to pay the release on his own contract or something like that, you know, something like that. Just an interesting note, actually, uh, our good friend, uh, a friend of the show and former WWE uh, superstar, D'Lo Brown, said it's quite bad. He, he said, "I can tell you, American sports clubs would outright release him yeah, ASAP." They would. They would. Yeah. And, and uh, listen, they they have a lot more of these controversies. Um, than football does, and they've got a they've got a, a systemic problem in their ranks at the moment, especially in the NFL, um, especially with people beating up people. But you, you're talking two year bans, and the clubs release them straight away, and they're not paid any money out of the contracts or anything like that. Um, they do deal with it probably a little bit better than we do, but equally they have a much much larger scale problem, yeah. and that needs that needs to be rooted out as well because it's great banning players. What you need to do is get to the crux of the issue, yeah, and fix it before it starts. Look on a on a on a very human level. On, uh, before we move on to some of the more lighter-hearted stuff, um, no no one likes to see anyone in trouble, anyone in in a bad in a bad way in their lives. And you know, there's no can't don't want to be seen to be defending someone who's done something like that. But as I say, if if that's a, if that's an isolated thing and he needs to get help, then I hope him and I hope his missus um, get 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 the the right help, whatever that help would be for them. I hope they I hope they get it sorted. Um, moving on then, <laughs> from one former WWE superstar uh, to one who wasn't, um, WWF wrestler Virgil has been pretending to be Virgil Van Dyke on Twitter in the wake of the, this is just not the Van Dyke transfer. And it, this isn't an isolated incident. This isn't like Flanagan. This is a guy who's continuing to do this over and over and over again. Yeah, he. It's like a joke. It's like. It, 
it a joke worked. And it's I'll give you an example. It's when you you were a kid or one of your kids says something off the cuff or doesn't off the cuff, and you laugh because you can't because it's hilarious. And then they basically do the same thing with a slight variation on it ad nauseum until you you just want to run out the house screaming because it's not funny anymore. And that's what I feel that that if you haven't seen this at the real Virgil uh, on Twitter, his bio now says LSC paid me for seventy five mil. I will eat pasta and play some damn football. Um, He's got thirty six point seven k followers, um, and he's put a picture of a picture up that says simply "fam," and it's it's the million dollar man as yet with Jurgen Klopp's face. It's Andre the Giant with John Henry's, and it's his own face with Virgil van Dijk's. Yeah, so yeah, somebody with Virgil van Dijk's face uh, over it. Um, I mean, you can keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling. It's all he tweets about pasta and playing for Liverpool. The man's got a serious pasta problem, to be honest, um, and a serious problem with impersonating a footballer. I just wonder whether someone's gone tried to find Virgil Van Dijk and has accidentally tweeted him, and that's tw- I think that's, that's what started it. it all. Yeah, uh, I think it was a, it was a few weeks ago now. It could have even been the summer. I mean, it, it, I heard of it a long time ago. Um, and I think it was someone just congratulating him or saying, come on, Virgil, when are you going to sign and all this? It was a long time he's ago. He's retweeting like, Anfield HQ tweets. Mate, he's retweeting all kinds of stuff. Like. So, but people are tweeting him as well. You know, congratulations, mate, and all that. And he's retweeting them and going, can't wait to play for Liverpool and all this type of stuff. It's it's truly bonkers. Uh, and if you've, if you've got nothing to do, I do suggest going and having a look at some of those tweets. So it's interesting. Some of his stuff, some of his, some of his tweets, you know, Bang big time, um, but I think he's realised that for consistency, tapping into the Liverpool market, it's a real big, a real big win for us. If you don't remember who Virgil is, yeah, he was the he was the borderline racist um, butler of the billion million dollar man um, in the late eighties and early nineties. He had a brief spell as the million dollar champion. It was a great storyline. That's why I love him so much. But past that, no, there's a, in fact even better if you search for it. There is a. A website dedicated, I think we've done this on a podcast before, uh, to photos of him at signing desks at like wrestling events, as like, selling himself as a WWE superstar with no one queuing to see him. <laughs> it's really, it's like sad and really hilarious at the same time. I would highly recommend it. But anyway, Chris, it, we haven't really had a chance to discuss Virgil Van Dyke, which is me- which is mental. I know. Um, but you know, seventy-five million pounds, it's done. It's all confirmed. He is a Liverpool player. He's been sitting in the stands looking like a sexy milk tray man uh, at Anfield. Um, personally, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that Liverpool have gone and done this. I just think it's such a it's such a statement, Paul, and the fact that every manager in the Premier League at some point over the Christmas period has been asked and has been speaking about it. Mm. It just shows what Liverpool have done here. And... Um, He'll go a long, a long way to fixing a lot of our defensive problems when he's fit, and when I believe also that the fan base will give him a lot of time to get this right, yeah. uh, because I think we all know that it's more than just one player that fixes our defence. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, the fact that we've gone and spent seventy-five million quid, unfortunately, it's probably a little bit clouded now with the Coutinho news that's going on. Yeah. But a week ago, I'd have been bang into that. Yeah, well, and I still am. No, no, completely. I, I think the point is whether whether it's. It is the shine is a one hundred percent no not one hundred percent sorry I tell you that the shine is definitely taken off it a bit by the fact that you can't unpick that if we sell Philip Coutinho until we see that Liverpool spend all of that money on other players 
you got to think the only reason we've gone and spent that big on Van Dijk is because mm. it required the sale of Phil Coutinho. It, it's a natural. It's going to be natural for, for for to have that inkling in the back of your mind. But the fact is, at, at some points last season, he was carrying Southampton through games of football from yeah. centre half. You know that's how good he can be. You know he's dominating. He's big. He's strong. He heads the ball. He tackles. He can pass the ball. He can run with the ball at his feet. You know I was talking to you last week about, you know, um, Dutch players growing up were saying like he could have played anywhere on the pitch, but he happened to be six foot four, so we made him our centre back. And you know he's more skillful than some of those Dutch players further up the pitch. And that's what type of a player we've bought there. Yeah. And just it, what does it tell everybody, Paul, around the world? What does it tell about tell them about Liverpool and how much they mean business? Yeah, because this is thing. Even if it is, even if it was predicated around us selling Coutinho to go and reinvest that level of dough into a centre-back still again it's not perfect credit because I would rather just be able nobody's to do it done it exactly it's still a world it's still the world record for the centre-half how um, much did Barcelona receive for Neymar what 190 something 200 did they reinvest and break the transfer record no no for a centre-half did they need to maybe not but no. <laughs> that's my point is loads of people have received lots of money yeah. for transfers over the years look at Juventus they didn't spend it They no one's broke it that's our records yeah no, it's true. I, 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 that's that's the one thing it, it shouldn't get lost in all of this is that the clear Virgil Van Dijk is was uh, and well the can't remain because we know we signed him the top target from the summer. That's exactly who we wanted because they identified him as being the player that they wanted the most, and they've just gone okay whatever it, whatever it takes to do it. I love that. I just love that approach because we've seen it before. We've seen it too many times where we've gone. All we really need is eleven good players. And then the rest is just, and we'll just we'll just pad it out here and there. Or oh, we can't really get him. Well, who else is available? Oh, well, you know, we could have ended up with. Um, I get it wrong every time. Michael Keane, mm. uh, you know, he's gone. He's gone to Everton. Harry Maguire's gone to Leicester. Both absolutely fine centre halves. Absolutely fine. We've seen, we've seen particularly Maguire had a really good game against us uh, last week. But <coughs> he. Um, if he's the perfect fit for what we do, and as you said there, with all his attributes, he could very well be a boss. It represents a very big step forward. What I think, was, in our what was Jürgen Klopp's top? What were sorry Jürgen Klopp's top priorities during la- last summer? To, Robertson was one of them because we were linked with him all summer. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think there was any other left. Whether it was really him or whether it was. Whether whether Mendy would have been at the start of the window, but we, we we decided we it was too rich for our blood in that in that regard. Robertson, Keita, Van Dyke, Salah, Salah, Ox maybe I don't know. And I think Ox was always was always leveled leveled as the icing on on top, like the cherry on top. Like if you get him as well, then you've rounded out a great piece of. We've signed all of them. Business. And I don't think I'm I'm not counting Lamar in those five top because I think the Lamar thing was born out of the Coutinho stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been a top target had we sold Phil Coutinho. Yeah. But ultimately, one way or another, we have managed to give Jurgen Klopp exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Now we don't have them all yet. Yeah. But we will do, mm-hmm. and that's amazing because I couldn't tell you a season where Liverpool have got every top target before. Exactly, and I think as well, there's still that there'll still be that notion of. We've left ourselves because the Cater one is a, it's great that we've sorted it because he's a great player. We st- if we needed him, we still probably needed someone to play this season. And similarly with the Van Dyke stuff, we've left ourselves with 
short of a or short of a centre half to, in order to get that. But what it boils down to a lot of that is uh, we, we we get a bit churlish over transfers. And it's like oh we just want someone, I want someone, 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 and it's it, it, we we always overlook the reality of wh- what would that someone be doing now? Mm. We've bought a bang average centre half. We've then got. A, a, an extra centre half on the books, who we've then got to find a well, way to get it. rid I of, mean, and blah blah. I blah. think I think that's spot on, mate. And I just love the fact that all we've heard since Jurgen Klopp came into this football club is that it's a long term project, mm-hmm. and it's it's sometimes it's pretty shitty to sit through a long term project. Mm. We've sat through enough of them, enough five year plans now to realise there's hard graft yeah. on a day to day basis to deal with that. But we are showing signs that it doesn't matter right now, and that's gutting. It really is because I'd love us to be challenging right now. Yeah. But we are getting to where we need to be. I'm convinced. And that's so, the biggest thing. I, you know, I'm convinced that if we'd, if we hadn't, it's all, of course, it is just all hypothetics. Had we been able to get secure those two deals as we wanted to in the summer, Van Dijk and Cater, I think we'd be right up there with Man City this season. I think the, 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 there's very fine margins between us now. It says the total points tally. You know, it's what fifteen points or whatever we're behind them. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of points, but those it's those few it's those there's probably between six and eight points i think that we could have conceivably had we could have taken if we were a little bit more tighter we had a little bit more power or aggression throughout the spine of the team again no no way to ever know i think we could have been close we could have been much closer yeah i think to that's them. right but i i, I do have a, a flip side to that and we, you know we went out this morning and we, we took some time just me and you to have a bit of a chat and stuff and we were talking about about the footy and stuff and i do think that the way that it's panned out could help us yeah in the long term i don't think it was the plan or it obviously wasn't the plan yeah. but it would be it could have been detrimental in the first few weeks of the season having an extra two new players who haven't played together whereas because of the way that we had Chan, Wijnaldum and Henderson all playing in those first few games they all had that understanding so we didn't have a poor start to the season and then we've managed to get Oxlade Chamberlain up to speed before we've managed to we've had to throw him in uh, and then you know Salah started like a house on fire that was never going to be an issue yeah. uh, but then with the with the problems at right back with Nathaniel Klein's injury playing alongside you know young lads playing alongside people that they know in Dejan Lovren and Joel Matip actually might have helped us Maybe, yeah. um, so it, you never know these things these things I'm not going to say they happen for a reason but they can be looked back on and go actually it might have been the right thing for us it's a good thing as well to some extent and we'll have to see what happens and we're going to we'll talk touch briefly on this but we're going to talk about the Phil Coutinho stuff in a minute but it depends what what if any other business Liverpool do this January for this but you're going to have to replace Emery Chan you're going to have to replace Phil Coutinho probably this definitely yeah. this summer um, if not before that's uh, that's a separate issue but you'll have money you'll have uh, with at least with the Coutinho Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think you can have money to be able to, to do that, which is a good thing. But I think you look in terms of what we need, the areas where we need to strengthen the side, it's no longer a need for us to go out and buy. We don't need to go out and buy seven super top quality players anymore. You could go. I mean, you told you told I think you you said the, you said five. Two of them are replacements for would be replacements for exi- existing. You know, conceivably, you could go out and just spend mega money on a goalkeeper and a left back, and you could pick up another centre half to cover those positions. You can spend the value. You don't need to. You don't need to. We don't need to buy a spine anymore. Mm-hmm. We've got the forward sorted. Yep. We'll have the midfield sorted. We've got the centre back sorted. You need to sort the goal. You need to sort the goalkeeper out this summer. You've got the, you can apportion a larger percentage of your budget. We couldn't have done that this summer, just gone, because we need to spend 30, 40 million pounds on a goalkeeper yeah. and probably the same on a left back, potentially. You couldn't have done that in addition to what every, everything else we had to do this summer, just gone. But all of a sudden, you're not that far away. Exactly, exactly. You know, you know. So interesting stuff. The we're just with regards to the Coutinho stuff now. There's been rumours on the grapevine and um, whispers, Chris. Whispers. WhatsApp whispers uh, that Liverpool have made inquiries about four players. Those four players are dun, dun, dun. being talked about on the Reds Transfer Roundup show this week, um, which you can get in podcast form and in video form on the RedmenTV.com. Go over there. Chris and I will be joined by Ross. Stee is on uh, paternity leave at the moment, so congratulations, of course, to Steve on the birth of his wonderful little daughter, Jessica. Um, and, of course, to Claire. Who's done all the hard work? Um, but yeah, we're going to be taking not over least that. dealing with Steve. Not least dealing with Steve. Um, but yeah, we're going to be discussing those. Um, one of those is Alexis Sanchez. There's a little little spoiler for you. Uh, but come over to that show. We do the Reds transfer roundup every single week throughout the transfer window. It becomes the news roundup show throughout the season. Uh, final word shows loads and loads of extra podcast content as well. So if you enjoy this, but you like a bit more considered stuff, a bit more group based chat around the Reds, then it's the perfect. And, so, and stop, some stop analytical stuff coming up as well. Oh yeah, look, we're getting back into the stats and tactics. It's been requested. So Chris Pajak is putting his statistician hat and possibly coat and slippers back on um, and uh, very much a visual gag there um, so yeah do perfect time to sign up theredmentv.com um, it's free for the first month as well so you can try it out come and check out that show it's going to be an absolute belt there's so many transfer stories to get through really excited about that one um, inquiries people inquiries 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 rumours ins and outs Whoa. 
I'm excited. Can we just do it now instead? Mm, no. Let's talk about the stuff that we don't want to talk about. Um, Phil Coutinho, Chris. I do want to talk about Phil Coutinho, Paul. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Have you not had enough of this? No, not really. That'll come. That will come. It'll come for us all. Now, uh, it's just that it's changed a bit, hasn't it, now? Yeah. I think, you know, the fact that Joyce, Hunter and Bascom all spoke about it last night, all wrote articles now. I got this from you, Paul, but, you know, when, you, when you're when digging into these transfer rumours and, and, you know, these articles, the fact that two of these articles went live at 5pm exactly the same time, one went 5.22, I can't remember if it was Hunter or Baskin was a bit late on it, that says to me that they've been briefed, Paul, Yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And they probably were all supposed to go at 5 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, to the minute, 5pm with Joyce and one of the other twos. Yeah. That's that's an interesting little something. Maybe people haven't noticed that, but that to me says briefing. Yeah, I, the, the 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 thing from about somewhere now. I don't know where. We've seen a lot of a lot of stuff and we see a lot of a lot of smoke and fire and stuff around transfer windows, of course we do. The thing that's that most because obviously we're in the wake of the of Nike.com, you know, leaking the Phil buy your Phil Coutinho shirt. Not many days left of that. No, no, you've only got until the 6th, even though the link is expired. Um, the problem with that was that we were all scrambling. It's like, it was the equivalent of when the opposition scores a goal and you just you just have that clenched moment where you're like, has it been ruled out? Has it been ruled out? Has it been ruled <laughs> offside? And you're like, is it a hack? Are we going to get a statement? The thing that spoke volumes around this, which is why I think we should start preparing for Phil Coutinho leaving, is that Liverpool have said nothing about this. There was a mistranslated report in ESPN Brazil that claimed Liverpool were going to take Nike and Barca to court, which, yeah. again, I believe was mistranslated. Um, there's been nothing on that whatsoever. And Liverpool have been so quick to shut these things down via the medium of the Joyce's and Pierce's, etc. over the summer. You know, how many times did we reiterate very strongly Our that stance. it wouldn't be sold for any price? Well, there was something on the website. Yeah. Was it Werner? Absolutely. And the fact that that's not happened this time around. And that's what Bascom, Joyce and Hunter all say, is that the, there's been a softening of the stance, I think, it's a, to paraphrase the three of them. Uh, and I, I, I agree with that. I think that there clearly has been. Um, now, I don't agree with Phil Coutinho telling his employers that he's played his last game for the club, and I don't know if that's the truth. Yeah. But that's what's being reported, so we'll talk about it from that sense. Now, I disagree with that. I think that's ridiculous. But uh, he has put in some of his best performances since he, he handed in his transfer request. So we've heard that before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the boy who cried wolf, Paul. Yeah. Um, it would be very easy for us to still say no mm -hmm. and still expect him to perform yeah. because he's got, he's got priors, quite yeah. frankly. Um, but it looks more and more likely that he is going to move move on um i'm 50 50 now whether it's going to be the summer or january mm -hmm. i was very much summer 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 up until two days ago uh, but i do believe that liverpool will not sell without getting uh, assurances that we'll be able to buy someone first yeah uh, jamie carragher tweeted about this as he said best thing lfc's agree a big fee for uh, coutinho to go in the summer like we've done with Cater, not now what's the club gain by doing it now top four in champions league progression seriously risked if they sell in january and difficult to replace him now if he goes on strike he damages himself and Luis garcia he actually uh, quote retweeted and um, said he won't be able to play in Champions League either or Barca use him on in that competition January's not the moment for big moves all parts lose something on the deal um, that's uh, the problem with anything the problem, the, there's, there's just no ideal solution for Liverpool unfortunately with this one because you agree something for the summer you've then got that permanent thing hanging over the head of if he puts in a bad performance at any point, it's 
oh, well, has he just protected himself ahead, ahead of his move? If you keep him and he has a bad game, it's because you've kept an unhappy player. And is he, is he risking, are you risking squad harmony? Because I think to let it, to, if he's being a bell end again, and there's no, you know, there's, there's no solid reports that he is necessarily, but um, it's one thing to let it, to, to let it fly in the summer. For someone to go back and do it again after all that, I don't know how 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 easily it is to rebuild those rebuild those bridges again. And also the most important thing I was mentioned there, you cannot replace Phil Coutinho in January. You can buy other players. Mm-hmm. You can buy good players. I disagree with the kind of thing in the in, in the basins. I think you can go out and buy players. Some of these uh, inquiries we'll talk about on the Reds transfer roundup, but you could you're not going to get someone. Who's going to come in and be as good as Phil Coutinho? No, it's unlikely. Yeah, I, I mean, on the scale of probability, it is possible. Yeah. Because Mo Salah's come in and been great. On the scale of possibility, probability, the odds are heavily stacked against someone coming in and being able to replicate a ten to fifteen, what tw- I'd say, twelve goals and seven, eight, seven, eight seven eight assists. assists yeah. Which is what you get. It, yeah, what you'll get from it, It's unlikely, but you can you you can do it. But I agree with you. I think it, it is massively unlikely. There are like, listen, we've already mentioned Sanchez. I think he would. I think he could. Whether we'll see it straight away is a completely different thing. You know, he is eligible for the Champions League, which has yeah. got to be a big plus yeah. in that column. Um, but I'm not sure. I I mean, I've seen a lot on Twitter and a lot on Facebook and on, on all social really about you know FSG this, FSG that, FSG this. What if it's Klopp? What if, what if the softening of the Sans is? I don't want him anymore. Well, we did this in the summer, didn't we? And that was the big, the big, how it convoluted the whole thing because FSG come out and said we won't sell him at any price, and we and I was like, great, brilliant, what a, what a ballsy standpoint. And then there was the rumours that Klopp wanted to. Klopp wanted him rid, and they're actually going against Klopp's will. And you go, oh fuck, I don't know how to feel about this. The only way I can I will ever be able to uh, rationalise my feelings on this is how Liverpool, what Liverpool do, you know, not on, not now, not like the the rumours of what might happen because right now all it is is that he's going to be sold and Liverpool are going to have 130 million say in their plus add-ons, yeah, whatever in, in in their arse pocket and no Coutinho. Now I, I've we've been in this situation before, like we saw Robbie Fowler. But we got Nicholas and Elkerin on loan, and you give Nicholas and Elker that number nine shirt, and you're like, "Well, Nicholas and Elker's class. I'm gutted Fowler's has gone, but wow, Nicholas and Elker. Mm. We sold Torres. Got Suarez. Now I know we we had Suarez lined up already, and I know we got Carroll, and that was a massive disappointment. But at the time, it was a, it felt great because it was it was very much like yeah we'll sell it was him decisive and he was he was he was banging form and we didn't know how his career was going to end up <laughs> exactly no he was going to be a big a big lazy mess like um but it was it was it was a proactive move and you could see you could see sense to it you go well look we've got we've got rid of Torres he was he was it looked like he was on the way and we've brought in Luis Suarez and Carol wow that looked you know I could, I could I wasn't perfectly happy with it but I could I, it sated me mm. Liverpool for me, ideally we just tell him to shut up and tell him to get on with his job, and we go. But but what Liverpool absolutely need to do this window is spend that money regardless of whether we've received it or not. Yeah. On replacements for yeah. Coutinho, 
So that Van Dyke stuff cannot be out of the Coutinho money. Mm-hmm. We need to go out and we need to go and buy one or two players to, to cover that. If he goes in January, it has to be two. Yeah, absolutely. If it goes, if it's for the summer, I will accept. <laughs> I will accept. I will accept the Thomas Lamar because you're looking towards the future. <laughs> just the ninety million pound. Just the Thomas by Lamar. The but the point is, is that let's just uh, just throw a name out there. We'll talk in more depth, depth and detail. If it goes in January, I wouldn't be happy if we just bought Mares mm-hmm. or Lanzini. I would be really upset if we just got I Lanzini. Would. Exactly. But if we bought Mares and another. I could rational. I could possibly rationalise it a little bit better. Just not Lanzini or Mares. Just not Lanzini. If you bought Lamar plus one of Mares or Lanzini, I'd go great because you've covered that Coutinho in the attacking mid position and you've covered him in the left wing position, mm-hmm. um, and you've probably still got loads of money to spare. And that you could probably even get that. You could probably get a lot of that done. I think that's a, that's probably pretty much the hundred and thirty. Paul Mares yeah. is rumored to be forty. Lamar ninety. Yeah, I suppose. There you right, go. Like, but the, that's re, re, that would be reasonable enough for me. But the thing is, what it boils down to is it hurts because look, we love Phil, don't we? And uh, you, you don't. He, he deserves. He's earned that shirt. I'm not sure that either of those I would be comfortable giving me number ten shirt to. A Riyad Mahrez. Sanchez and Lamar would be the the one that I would be ecstatic with. Yeah, I, I like. I, I think what Liverpool. If it's true about the Arsenal stuff and it's true about Sanchez, Liverpool should go hard all in on on, try, on trying to get him, whatever it costs, whatever it takes. I imagine we'll be in the City will be back in that race anyway now yeah, for abso- Sanchez, ab- absolutely. But Just because of Jesus's injury, yeah, may, maybe. And again, it's it's it, I don't think it's a realistic thing, and I don't want to I don't want to tread on a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about on the next show. But he, pardon me, he he. It's the weakening of Arsenal, and it's a, it sends a, it's a, for as much as Van Dijk sends a positive message, letting Coutinho go in January sends a terrible message. But it says that you know we're happy to make life difficult in the quest for fourth. Whereas if you if you go and get a Sanchez, you're saying Arsenal are shit. We're a, we're a, we're a rung above them, and he's good he's good enough to play for Man City because they wanted him. We're going to go and push on. I actually still think he's better than Coutinho. I think Coutinho will become a better player, and he'll do more in his career than probably Sanchez has done. And Sanchez has done a lot of good stuff, but right now, Sanchez is a better footballer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's an interesting one. We'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what pans out. What pans out from there. Um, but yeah, thanks very much. Obviously, people sent the question. Better fact, Ben Kelly, our very own Ben Kelly, will be back with development watch soon. Um, he was the one who asked, "How would you honestly handle the whole Coutinho situation if you resigned to selling him? Who would you play, replace him with in an ideal world?" If you've got your own answers, to that by all means, uh, tweeting at the Redmen TV. If you're listening to or watching this on the website, then the the comment box underneath you can sign up for discuss which is how you become uh, get access to the comments box underneath you can just log in with your Facebook uh, if that makes it easier for you but get involved in the conversation that would be wonderful moving on then Chris Tom F um, well TF299978 it sounds like a Dutton a Dutton Twitter account mm. if it was only Tom D and not Tom F headshot boom um, should we rotate against Everton not to risk key players so they can go against City full strength City a week with key injuries and the game is at Anfield we need full strength and we can win and that would be a huge statement on the league I think I, I've said all along and I've said for weeks I think we should be rotating against Everton I was a bit disrespectful when we did a show with the uh, Toffee TV lads yesterday and I mentioned the kids now I don't actually believe that if I'm perfectly honest but yeah. anyway um, 
I think we should rotate. I think I think we have to rotate. I don't think. Listen, we've rotated for every other game in the Premier League recently. So why not? Why not Everton? They're just the Premier League side that we happen to be playing in the cup. Is that not the attitude that we took in the league, though? And, and that side was good enough to beat Everton. Maybe, but it wasn't ultimately. It didn't. Yeah, but it was good enough too. It didn't. Well, we'll You're never. Right. Know. Well, we'll never know, will we? Yeah. That's the. That's the problem. I think. I think we can beat them with a rotated side. You know. I, off the top of my head, it's difficult with the injuries that we've picked up. Um, but you're looking at Roberto Firmino up top. Um, you're looking at Sadio Mane and probably Oxlade-Chamberlain on the wings. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a midfield three of take your pick, Chan Milner, Wijnaldum, uh, Lallana. You know, th- the thing is, they're all rotated. It's all, It has to be a rotated side now yeah. because... That's all we've got left. Yeah. And even if you put your strongest side out, it's possible. It's still rotated well, from the, the last ro- game. The rotation point in this regard, though, because that's not rotation, because, as you say, with no Salah, no Coutinho, and, you know, and not quite, maybe not quite, I think Mane will play, will have to play. I think with the clock kind of hinted at the whole, he'll be sleeping on the plane back from Africa. That's where he's going to be getting his kip instead of sleeping in a hotel. Um the rotation would have to be in this regard. It would be Woodburn. It would be no, not for me. That's too much. Rotation is from the last game, Paul. Yeah. And the last game we played Joe Gomez at left back and sent Alexander Arnold at right back. Yeah. Robertson comes in. He might be our first choice, but that's rotation. Yeah. That's how rotation works. Yeah. But that, what I mean, that's... who who started up front the last game? Dom Solanke. Who'd you rotate in? Roberto Firmino. Yeah. That's rotation. Yeah. But the point of the point the point we're driving at is that in terms of the severity, because the point is when he talks about rotation, he's talking about keeping your best players fresh for Man City. But you, but you, you'll be doing that because of your rotation you've already you've already done over but the last three weeks. But what you're saying is you're starting Roberto Firmino, yeah. Mane, Oxlade Chamberlain. Are they then starting against Man City as well? Isn't it like? Eight days. No, it's nine days. But, it's the, nine that's days. The, but that's the that's the question. Absolutely, so you're saying you don't, you're not. So you're saying although you're rotating from Burnley, that this isn't the rotated side. This is the strong side. This is the yeah exactly. And that's, and that's then strong, how, so we, how we, go, we end up with we that go side strong, is rotation. Strong. We go yeah. strong, strong. Well, why wouldn't you? Because you said you shouldn't. You wouldn't want to go strong against Everton. No, I said you should rotate. I said we can beat them without strength. Okay. Rotation is based on the past, no, I know. not the fucking future. No, 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 but you, but, when there's a game nine days away, no, no, we but, have built our entire our yeah. entire last month, our entire last six weeks around rotating the squad. But the way we've rotated the squad is Means to go strong. No, in this it's, game. yeah, exactly. It's to alternate strong and slightly less strong. That's a, yeah, maybe, it maybe, is. maybe. Yeah, because we haven't played the Salah, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Coutinho every single. Every single week. No, but we played them Boxing Day. We have played them once or twice during this period. Not every single yeah, week. Yeah, look, well, I, I, but, but we can't but, play. But, yeah, exactly. This is what. I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Is that is the Man City game? Is the is the Man City game of so much importance that you are better off just going a shade weaker than you would normally? That's what I mean. Because it's in order to to bring players into the rotation, you have you're gonna have to bring for. Because Woodburn was on the bench against yeah, um, against Burnley, you're gonna have to bring Ben Woodburn into into the squad definitely. Do you? So you're saying you don't bring him into into the first into, team. Into the, the only the one, the, the only player that I would play personally that hasn't been involved in anything so far is Danny Wood. What about Danny Ings? 
Solanke's played. I don't see them. I don't see the Firmino needs two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what you, that's what you're doing. Listen, I, I, I've said that I think Liverpool have put the best possible eleven out on the pitch for this game, and not worry so much about the the future of it because it's so it's it's just it's it's not important in the grand scheme because as I say, I think you can go another season without the FA Cup if mm. you really had to. If you if you told me that we'll finish second, it, it was it, it was the difference between really fighting down to the last day to finish fourth or us finishing second, comfortably second, or fighting for second, then I would I would I would be tempted to, to bin the FA Cup. And that sounds really bad because I look Liverpool definitely need silverware. But I do because it's Everton, we absolutely have to make sure that we, we beat them, which is why I want to go f- full strength. But that's that again, look, this is Klopp's this is Klopp's conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um so I would I would I would go with I agree. Firmino's had the rest, so I would go with him. It's just who you put around that, because this is where we're starting to see the the limits. As you say, I don't think Lallana. You're probably keeping Lallana for City, I'd guess, because he's just played. Potentially, the full, he's yeah. just played a lot of the Bailey game for his first game back, so he's probably. But is goes that out in that regard? But it's it doesn't. I don't see that it really weakens us. That's that's my point. May, yeah. No. But yes and no. Because yeah. he's not. Been part of that side. The, po- the point is, is that in the you've got if you your best front three fit and available to you is now Oxley Chamberlain, Firmino, and Mane. Your hands are tied, and I don't. And here's the thing: this is where you're probably coming from. If all of those were available, I wouldn't play all of them. Yeah, I would play. I would play that. That's the front three. I would probably play. Uh, you know, that would be a fine front three to play in any game, provided you'd had Salah and Coutinho on the bench. But you haven't got Salah and Coutinho on the bench. You've got Ben Woodburn and God, it would be Solanke and Sturridge if Sturridge is available, or Solanke and Ings, yeah. which means that again, that's just that's just it, it is where we're you at. You know what? It wouldn't even surprise me, Paul, if you played Solanke up front and we saw Bobby out on the left. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, certainly. Um, but definitely one I'm looking forward to, and this is a this is a real final a, a real final test, and I was. I hadn't really give this too much thought because I just wanted us to get through the Burnley thing and we have done. But because of Coutinho and because of the Salah stuff, this makes it a, a completely different type of test. We took we did the we've done the build up with Toffee TV, which you can you can see this week on the YouTube channel. Um I you know, if they park the bus, any team that parks the bus and is very well organised and very well disciplined, you need really good players to break that down. Regardless, so there's look, there's every chance. Even if we had Salon and Coutinho, we couldn't get the business done. We couldn't do it against them last time out. So um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be an intense physical struggle as well. The only hope is that we just come out and blitz them early on. That and the fact that look look what happened in their Man United game, mate. They were they were in the game for the first half and they tired badly in the midfield. Took over. It was Pogba and Matter in that instance who just took over the game. Yeah. Like, and there is something to be said for setting that up. Yeah, if you wanted to. Make sure that they work extremely hard first half. They've come through a lot of games with a squad that's not good enough and hasn't got enough bodies. How with you... injuries from McCarthy and the likes yeah. of Balassi and stuff. If they start second half, they're going to be tiring massively. And if you save one person yeah. to bring it into that second half, who would that be? Oh, because that's the tough. That's the tough thing. That, that could that be... could be your Oxlade Chamberlain. 
Yeah. Somebody comes on and tries to grab the game by the scruff of the neck or something. Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Uh, again, one, I'm, one I am looking forward to seeing. Just quickly before we wrap up, we've got a good question this week from uh, the LFC podcasting couch. Thanks very much, Nish, for this. Uh, if you were in the WWE, what would be your stage names, catchphrase, and finishing move? Well, I'd have to I'd have to do the Yokozuna finishing move. I feel the bonsai drop. I th- I mean, I've got the arse for it. Let's just start <laughs> right there and then. Um, stage name. It would. Pro- I'd probably be one of those pseudo. You know those those Americans that play Russians. Well, I'd have to be the Polish Evil something Polish, or other. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I'd have to be something like that. I think you fit into like the gold dust stable quite well. I'd probably do I that. I'd probably enjoy that. that actually, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Um, as catchphrase goes, I don't know, man. Eat everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you go, it's a good question. I, I'd, I'd, I would go down the Uber. What's the word? Like the Uber arrogant route. The, the people think I am a lot already, but I just ramp it up Mr. to The Mr. Perfect the Mr. or the yeah, Valvinus. Exactly, or... Mr. Perfect and, and Prime Rock, you know, so it's, de- it's def- I've already got it on my Twitter. It's The Mage, not not Mage, not Paul. Not You've people. added that to your Twitter? No, that's what it will. The Paul, I've got the The already, haven't I? But that, you definitely, I'd definitely be going down that. Referring to myself in the third person at all times. The Mage says this, the Exactly, says exactly. And as far as finishing move goes, I... I I've always been a fan of the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, it's just it's just a good it's a good, it's just kicking people. I'm not sure that to be a good move for you. In that small people are very hard to reach. That and he dropped a lot of Stone Cold Stunners, and your knees aren't the best. I'm for not saying up. I'm getting up after it, exactly. like you, but then neither are they. Chris, all I've I mean, got to do is roll over and pin them. I think I can do that, and then maybe the 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 the, the sorry. The no, 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 don't don't talk about yourself like that. I think I can do that. The mate can do that. Is the what mate, you need to be saying. The mate will drop the stunner. <laughs> the mate will roll over. Pin the motherfucker. <laughs> the mate will get the adrenaline rush from the win, and the mate will take it all the way home. Yeah, and the mate will roll out of the ring the to a standing will, position. The mate will roll to casualty. <laughs> and that's my catchphrase. Um, fantastic, uh, brilliant. Thanks everyone who's listened. Once again, just want to point you in the direction of the Redmen TV com podcast galore um, after every single game we cover the games in depth and detail we've got tactical and statistical analysis podcast returning to your weekly lives uh, starting from uh, next week or beyond but again loads and loads of brilliant content if you need more of the Redmen TV and more Liverpool content in your lives whether it's video or whether it's audio or whether it's written stuff we have got you covered go to the website theredmentv.com free for the first month try out all the stuff behind the paywall and if you like it it's just £5 a month after that magnificent value I'm sure you agree perfect time to start it pays for this podcast to be free so if you like the podcast and you want to help to donate towards that become a Redmen TV supporter thank Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Paul. Walk on.